You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode 137. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to share with you my favorite strategy for goal setting And I'm going to reveal with you why the traditional SMART goal is total garbage. Now, I am coming back from a recent trip to Las Vegas where my partner and I saw Adele live, and it was spectacular. She was performing at Caesars Palace. It was her last show of the year. We didn't know that until she announced it at the beginning of her performance, and it was so incredible to to hear her live. She totally killed it. And we spent a few days just walking around all the casinos, the hotels. We stayed in the Bellagio, and we were upgraded to a, a fountain view room in the Bellagio on the 28th floor. So we had the best, what I really feel is the best view you can possibly have in Vegas on the Strip. We saw all of the fountain, the Bellagio fountains, and we were able to sit <laughs> from our room and watch all of the different fountain fountain shows um, that would happen like every 15, 20 minutes. And it was really cool because you could set the TV to a certain channel. So that way, whenever the fountain show began, it would play the song that would go along with the fountain show. So it was a really amazing trip. And I have a couple more podcast episodes that I'm going to be releasing soon where I'm going to talk about some insights that I had during the trip when I was just people watching in Vegas. As you know, there's a lot of different things you see. It's a very interesting city. And a few insights overall that I just came away with that I think could be really helpful for you. But for now, I want to talk about goal setting. And I'm going to keep this episode pretty short and sweet since the last episode was... Uh, a lot longer than our typical one. If you haven't already listened to it, it is definitely worth checking out. It's called From Zero to One Million. And that was an episode I barely even scripted or typed notes out for. It was one that just poured through me. And I was really excited with being able to talk about that journey from starting out to making your first million as a coach and breaking it down into what to focus on each phase. So definitely listen to that previous episode if you haven't already. All right, so let's talk about goal setting. So most the most common approach that people take to goal setting is setting what's called a SMART goal. Now this is an acronym. You probably have heard it before, but just in case you haven't, SMART, S-M-A-R-T, stands for specific, measurable, attainable, reasonable or realistic, and then um, time-oriented. So this has been for decades a very popular goal-setting approach that that people take. And it is total trash. (laughs) And I am very against SMART goals. And um, I'll share share the, the main reason why. When you are instructed to set a SMART goal, I'm all about the first 
I'm all, I'm all about the specific. Of course, you want a goal to be clear. And I'm all about it being measurable as well. But where it totally loses the the power for me is the attainable and the, the realistic, the A and the R. I, I feel that whenever you're setting a goal and you ask yourself the question, well, how attainable is this goal or like how realistic is it really? It automatically starts to create doubt and shut you down. So when you begin to ask yourself those questions, what is attainable? What's realistic? It, it limits your creativity. It limits your ability to innovate. And it also takes away your your opportunity to be resourceful and be creative. It, it takes away the opportunity you have to stretch your imagination and stretch what is realistic and possible in your life. So in the academy, when we teach our coach, we teach our coaches a very advanced method for understanding what types of questions to ask your clients in a coaching session. And one of the questions I discourage our coaches to ask their clients is the question, well, how realistic do you feel your goal is? Or how realistic is your plan? Because when you're asking your client this question, it will throw them off. It doesn't stretch you at all when you start to think about what's, quote, realistic. So realistic, that word, what's realistic is based on your current idea in your life of what's true. It's not based on your future idea of what's possible. Let me say that once more. Realistic is based on the current idea that you have of what's true, not on the future idea of what's possible. And I think it's way more empowering when we can put our focus and energy on the future idea of what's possible. That's how we move our life, our life forward and get new results. So for example, is it realistic to make $100,000 your first year as a coach, right? This might be a question that maybe you have. Or is it realistic to make $10,000 a month as a coach? Well, first of all, who cares? Who cares what's realistic or not? Because what's realistic is just what's true in this moment, but it's not what's possible in the future, right? So firstly, whenever we have these questions around what's realistic, I just think, well, who cares what's realistic? Like, I'm not in this game to do what's realistic. I'm here to create what's possible and stretch my idea of my own capabilities, So who cares, firstly? Secondly, who's defining the reality that we're basing realistic off of? So whose definition of reality are we basing all of this off of? Because my idea of what's realistic is going to be different from the next person to the next person. So it doesn't really serve anyone to think about what's realistic because there's no standard on what's realistic. Okay, it used to be unrealistic And many people thought impossible for a human being to run a four-minute mile until one day Roger Bannister came along in 1954, a British man, and he achieved what was once considered unrealistic and impossible. He was the first person to run a mile in under four minutes. He ran a mile in three minutes and 59 seconds. And this shattered this very long-standing belief that the human body could not physically run a mile in under four minutes. Now, what's also fascinating about this is that right when he broke this record, other people started to also run miles in under four minutes. And like over time, the record has been 
has been just going down and down and down. And now I believe the fastest mile has been documented to have been run in three minutes and 23 seconds. Now think about that for a moment. Back in the 50s, People thought it was impossible for a mile to be run in under four minutes, yet now we have people running it in three minutes and 23 seconds. So this is what I mean when I say it does not matter what is realistic, and this is why SMART goals are ineffective, because when we want to move our life forward and stretch ourselves and really see what we're capable of, then we don't care about what is attainable or what's realistic. Super discouraging. And also it's very technical and logical oriented. It just, it strips away all of the excitement that comes with possibility and imagination and just the overall emotional elements that drive people towards achieving big things in their life. So this is why I prefer an entirely different way of setting goals. And I call, and I call this the bronze-silver-gold method, the bronze-silver-gold method. So when you have a goal, instead of thinking of what's smart, what's achievable and realistic, you want to think about how can you break down the goal into three levels, three different levels, okay? So each of, each of these levels is going to require a different degree of effort and commitment from you, okay? So the bronze level is going to require the minimum amount of effort. It's going to be the easiest to obtain. This is, think of it like the starting point. It's requiring the minimal effort. And the the idea behind this, the reason why it's so powerful is that it's the gateway to build up your momentum. Because once you hit the bronze goal, you're going to feel encouraged to keep going towards silver and gold, Now, the silver level, this is going to require a moderate level of commitment. It's going to stretch you beyond what it takes to achieve the bronze goal. So it's going to require more effort and more dedication, yet it's still definitely within your reach. And overall, when you hit that bronze goal, you feel an even greater sense of accomplishment and and it serves as a bigger stepping stone towards your ultimate goal. And that's where your gold level comes in. Now, the gold level, this is the highest and it's the most challenging tier of the goal. So this is going to require the most, the maximum level of your effort, your commitment, and your skill. And once you achieve this, this is really that pinnacle of success for whatever goal that you have. Now, here's one. I'll give you an example. One example that I love to share. It's a true story. There were there was a time years ago when I was really resistant to going to the gym. I really didn't want to get on the treadmill and run. I had resistance to doing cardio. And the reason I had resistance to it is because I was in my mind thinking that I had to run like 20 minutes and 30 minutes a day. And for my brain, that was just too much. I didn't want to do it. So I just decided to not go at all. Until I decided to approach that goal with the bronze, silver, gold method. So how I how I approached the goal differently is I told myself, okay, my 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 gold would be running the full twenty minutes. That would be gold. Silver would be let's say running ten minutes, so half of that. But then where it gets really interesting is setting that bronze goal, and this is the one that you really want. A lot of people don't quite get this. And this is why I want to break it down for you. So you you got to ask yourself, what's the bare minimum? What's the absolute bare minimum? So you might think, well, five minutes. No, that's actually not the bare minimum. The bare minimum is a minute. <laughs> so I know it sounds absurd, 
But I told myself, okay, my bronze goal is to get on that treadmill and run for a single minute. And now here's where this kind of hacks your brain into, into going beyond that. Because your brain is already like, okay, I only need to do one minute to achieve some kind of milestone. So I got on the treadmill only really caring about hitting the bronze goal. Like everything after that is just a bonus. But by the time you hit that bronze goal, you've already started to build up the momentum and you also feel the dopamine, right? It's the reward neurotransmitter that shoots off in our brain whenever we achieve something, we, we feel a sense of pleasure and a sense of satisfaction, even from the, achieving the smallest goals. So when we have this dopamine and we feel a sense of accomplishment, it reinforces the behavior that led to that achievement. So I go on the treadmill, I run for a single minute, and I feel really accomplished just from one minute because this was my bronze goal. Now, I could decide to get off the treadmill because I technically did hit a level of my goal. However, because I'm already in the, in the momentum of it, I'm already feeling satisfied and accomplished, I'm going to keep going. So the bronze goal is so powerful, even though it might be one you discredit, because it's the one that gets you into the game, right? The bronze goal got me on the treadmill because I told myself, I only have to run for really one minute to hit the lowest level. Another example could be, uh, let's say that you want to write a book and the idea, like it's such a big idea to write a book. And of course you might procrastinate or you might avoid it altogether because the idea of writing, you know, 50, a 50,000 page book could easily overwhelm you. But when we approach that with the bronze, silver, gold method, here's what it could look like. The gold could be writing perhaps 500 words a day. Okay. So you want to make sure that it is still something that is specific and measurable. So 500 words per day. Silver might be writing, let's say, 250 words per day. Okay, so that's silver, being able to write 250 words per day. So maybe the bronze goal could be writing one sentence per day or just 10 words per day. See how I'm, where I'm going with this? So you go into it like, okay, I only need to write one sentence, 10 words, the like bare minimum. And then by the time you do that, it's like, well, I already, okay, I accomplished the goal. I feel, I feel some sense of accomplishment. I did something. Like it's better than doing nothing. I did something. So I might as well keep going towards that silver. And then once you hit that silver, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel even more accomplished. I feel even more satisfied. And I'm so close to the gold. I might as well go ahead and hit that as well. So the, the whole irony of this whole thing is that even when you go for bronze, you still end up hitting silver and gold because of all the, do the dopamine that runs through your body, your brain, and all the excitement that you build as you go. So this is such an incredible strategy for goal setting. It is one that I love using with clients. We teach, we teach this in greater depth in the academy with our students, and we see our coaches have amazing results using this on themselves with their business but also I'm using it with their clients. So it's all about just starting off with that initial momentum, right? What's going to give you that initial momentum? You want to take the large goal and break it down into something that's much smaller and, uh, and m just much smaller and less overwhelming. When you have the overwhelm, when you think about a goal, 
you're less likely to even attempt to accomplish it. Accomplish it. Okay, so that's, I want to keep this episode just short and sweet because I wanted to leave you all with a, a special ask, if you will. And, um, and also I want to end it shorter because I know that last episode was quite a handful, a lot to digest in that last one. Definitely listen to it if you haven't yet about going from zero to a million. So I want to end this episode short because I would love, love, love if you could do me a very special favor. And I don't come on the the podcast and really ask this much, but it would mean the world to me if you could take two minutes of your time to write us and leave us a review. Now it's really interesting we have reviews that are left on um, Apple Podcasts, and we have reviews that are left on Spotify. And right now, Spotify listeners, you are winning the game right now. You are uh, leaving lots of reviews, but our Apple, <laughs> our Apple and iPhone users who use the podcast app, you got to step it up. So I kind of I'm seeing it as like a competition. I want to see which audience is the most generous, which audience is the most willing to leave a review. So if you've listening, been listening to this podcast podcast for some time, if you've been receiving value. Uh, it would mean the world to me. It just really does light me up, keeps me motivated, and encourages me to keep making episodes faster and faster when I see those reviews. So you go into Spotify or you go into Apple Podcasts, you just go to the main page for the show, and there will be a place where you can click leave, you can search leave a review. It's very simple. Um, if you are absolutely unsure how to leave a review, you can just search how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, how to leave a review on Spotify. Um, it is is very really simple. Just takes maybe a couple minutes, and aside from just clicking the number of stars, if you could write a sentence or two about the value or the impact of this podcast, or maybe just something that you want to share, I love hearing from you all. I really do appreciate it. it means the world to me. So currently, again, our Spotify listeners, you are winning the game. You've been leaving more reviews. But will that stay the same? Spotify listeners, if you haven't already, make sure you leave the review if you want to keep keep your title strong. <laughs> I want to see which of my listeners are more generous and more thoughtful. So again, if you, if and only if you receive value from the show, I wouldn't want you to do something if you haven't received value. But if you've received some form of value in the 130 plus episodes of this podcast, um, it would absolutely mean so much if you could leave a review. So I want to leave this episode short, give you an opportunity to do that. And of course, before this episode closes out, I'm going to include a little clip from one of our students in the academy so you could hear their story and just take some of the insights from them on what it takes to what it really takes to be successful as a coach. All right. So that's what I got in this episode on setting goals. No more smart goals. Bronze, silver, gold is the way to go. All right. Thanks for listening. And thanks in advance for all the amazing reviews. And I will see you in the next episode. My name is Ho Jung Kim. And since uh, several years ago, I've been thinking about my next chapter. I've been in corporate world, but I didn't think I want to be in corporate world for the rest of my life. So I wanted to do something else uh, in my life. So I was exposed to the concept of coaching uh, quite a long time ago. I started driving coaching academy program and learn that this coaching that I'm learning is very different from what I was learning from corporate world. This is really about focusing on the humans and help them to find who they are and what's the best thing for them and help them have a better life. There are some people in my around to me say like, do you really have to take such a program? Can't you learn from reading books and watching YouTube videos and all those things? So I was estimating how long it will take if I do that. 
and it'll take, I don't remember exactly, but many, many months while compared to if I go through this academy, they just teach everything from the proven way. So I don't have to do a lot of trial and errors. So it was comparing the time if I just read and research and watching YouTube videos about coaching and trying to uh, learn about coaching versus uh, going through this uh, well-defined program where they already tested out, proved it, and just teach the what's the best, then I can save a lot of time. Uh, all the coaching skills I explained in really easy way to follow. I continually surprised by the depth of what I learned, and I'm genuinely impressed by how easy TCA made it, uh, made all the coaching skills to learn for everyone. I personally have noticed myself, but also other students in the program improving their coaching skills drastically in only a few months of time span. So I think that was really amazing. Driving coaching academy staffs, students, and also the graduates, they are all not only just kind and supportive and all that, but they're also super helpful and provide like external feedback and really support each other. And I learned so many things that I will run into things in the future, even before I get there. So when I see it coming, then I'm not really worried or stressed or fear like, oh my God, I'm more like, oh, this is what they've been telling me about. Like, bring it on, I'm ready. So they really helped me to set up as a, this career to be successful. I joined Driving Coach Academy classes since January. And then I really thought this will be my next chapter. But I thought it'll take at least a year or two. I never imagined that I can start doing this 100% in like this year or same year. But as I experienced what they are teaching about coaching and the business building, I think in June, July, I was starting to think, I can do it now. Why wait? <laughs> so about six, seven months later that I started the experience with Driving Coaching Academy, I actually quit my full-time job and I'm 100% with the coaching business. Because of all the support I got from Driving Coaching Academy, I feel more confident than the other times I made career changes. I feel like I have all the right information, I have all the right support, and I can do it. Yeah, if there are people who's serious about coaching and considering Driving Coaching Academy, trust the process. I actually heard this many times from other coaches and staff, uh, trust the process, it works. But honestly, at the beginning, I didn't believe it. Not that I had any doubt, I just didn't believe it yet, it was, I was new. But now, uh, after six, seven months of experiencing uh, driving Coach Academy's program and the environment, I do trust, that's why I quit my job and doing 100% of business. I do trust the, the process works. I just need to keep doing it and I have all the support I have. So I would advise them to do the same. I did research on some other programs and did hear from other people. And still I'm convinced that this is the best out there. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coaches' secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.